welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And in this segment, we are going to be doing the forecast for the upcoming full moon on April 16th, 2022. And before we get started, I always like to remind everyone that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that will teach you the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. If you would like to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, go to offerings and then chart to see where the planets were astronomically at the moment of your birth because the Vedic system of astrology is the astronomical literal placement of the planets at any given moment in time. So moving in to our forecast first I just want to say I hope that wherever you are things are going well and feeling well and I am going out of town Levi and I are taking his old dog, Angus, to New Mexico. So we will be traveling for about a week and a half, but I don't plan on there being any type of hiccups with the podcast. Everything on here and on Patreon should be out right on time. So that's a little update. And let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming full moon that is so exciting. So this full moon on April 16th, 2022, it's going to take place around 1.54 p.m. Central Time. So I am in Austin, Texas. So that's going to be the Central Time around the afternoon. And this full moon is going to be in the sidereal sign of Libra in the nakshatra of Chitra. And this is actually Hanuman Jayati. And that means it's essentially... Uh, Hanuman's birthday when we celebrate the appearance of Hanuman and if you're not familiar with Hanuman he's one of the main characters in the Ramayana and the Ramayana is an Indian epic that talks about virtue and moral and Ram is the main god in the Ramayana He's an incarnation of Vishnu and Hanuman is incredibly devoted to Lord Ram. And so Hanuman is associated to his service, to his devotion, to his undying love. And he's very highly regarded. Some other things to know about Hanuman is that he is the son of Vayu and he is an incarnation of Shiva. Which is interesting because in Hindu philosophy, Sanantana Dharma philosophy, Ram, or excuse me, um, Shiva will always worship Vishnu and Vishnu will always worship Shiva. And we'll kind of see these things going back and forth, which I think is really beautiful. Um, but again, Shiva um, is incarnated as Hanuman. Hanuman serves Ram, who is an incarnation of Vishnu. And so this is a really beautiful day to remember devotion and to remember service towards ourselves and towards others. And as I was mentioning, we're kind of moving into Aries season where so many planets are going to move into the sign of Aries, which can be very focused on the self and be very centered on the self, which 
there's a complete time and place for that. And it's an important time, especially with the full moon in Libra, which is all about the other, to remember having the opportunity to serve others, even if it's making dinner for a friend, making dinner for a partner, calling someone to remind them of how much you appreciate them, just offering that extension of appreciation, gratitude, service, devotion. Of course, if we have children, that's the that's one of the biggest <laughs> devotions we'll have in our life. Even pets are devotion. And if you are wanting to start chanting, but you're not necessarily sure where to start, because I know sometimes we want to chant, we want to partake in mantra, but we don't really know where to start. There is a beautiful mantra for Ram, which is Shri Ram J Ram J J Ram. So Shri Ram J Ram J J Ram, and you can say that for several minutes, maybe you know a few times a day. If you're really hardcore, you can do it 108 times. <laughs> and if even that is a little bit too complicated, you can even just start with Ram 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 Ram. For several minutes or again 108 times and when we when we utilize these types of mantra it's essentially a reminder to stay committed to virtue to stay committed to justice to wisdom compassion those beautiful things that we were talking about with hanuman because again hanuman is that devotee of ram who is the most virtuous so that is an idea if this full moon rolls around and you are really wanting to establish a practice that is an offering and an idea. And looking at the nakshatra of Chitra, because in Vedic astrology, we'll look at the sign of Libra, which again is about the other, it's about scales, it's about justice, fairness, virtue. And in that sign, we want to look at the nakshatra. So when we divide the sign of Libra even smaller, we will get the nakshatra of Chitra. And within the nakshatra of Chitra, we have the star Spica. And this is a star associated with opportunity. So this is a time of potentially an opportunity in life and this nakshatra is governed by the deity that is the celestial architect and is responsible for designing all that is so that being said this is a wonderful opportunity to design to redesign if we want to decorate if we want to clean things out if there's something that we're literally wanting to build or construct and of course it can also be decorating chitra is also associated with being bright with being brilliant so it could be a time of making something beautiful rather it be in your home it could also be your own body if you're wanting to get new clothes or get jewelry, if you're wanting to maybe get tattoos or do something to decorate yourself. Um, and of course, this could also be like constructing something in your home like an altar. And when I think about building and constructing, I think beyond just the material realm. And that's what the celestial architect is all about. 
right? It's, it's not just building physical foundation, it's building beyond that. And so I think about how we construct our thoughts and how we construct our mind. And then naturally, I start thinking about CBT. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with CBT, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. And when I was in grad school, we had to do so much CBT on ourselves. It was amazing and also uh, challenging, a good place of growth. And of course, this is not me teaching CBT. This is not mental health advice. If you're working with something, you should always consult a mental health professional who is licensed and prepared to teach and support you through these things. Me talking about the theory of CBT is simply for educational purposes. And so when we're looking at CBT, we're really looking at how thoughts and feelings lead to the construction of action that reinforce our thoughts and beliefs. And so it's this idea that there is a situation. The situation triggers a thought. Our thought triggers a feeling. Because we are feeling a certain way, we behave a certain way, we take action. But then when we act on it, that reinforces how we think and feel either about life or about ourselves. So it's suggesting that our behavior and what we construct in the outer world is a byproduct of our thoughts and our feelings. And thoughts and feelings as we know through spiritual practice, are not really who we are. Our thoughts and our feelings are not who we are. And yet, we allow these things to take the wheel and get us to act a certain way and do certain things which ultimately creates our life. And so it's so important when we're having these, you know, troubling thoughts or difficult thoughts or we're having anxiety or we're having big emotions that hurt or don't feel good, that we do not take action when that's happening. Because if we're using this, this theory that we talked about, when we take action from a space of sadness, from a space of pain, from a space of anxiety, we're just going to reinforce those feelings if we choose to act in those moments. But if we weather the storm and we allow the feelings to pass, we allow the thoughts to pass, we don't identify with them, we don't allow them to define us, we can wait to act from a space of clarity. We can wait to act from a space of authenticity, right? Does that ever happen to you guys where like you're really upset and maybe you're angry or you're sad, like there's just some big feeling and then you take action and like you immediately regret it. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Or, you know, maybe you regret it like the next day or two days later and you're like, oh, how could I have acted this way? That's not what I meant. We're acting from that place of clouded judgment, of woundedness, of distorted thinking patterns, of limiting beliefs, of fear. And when we act from those emotions, we are not acting in alignment. We are not acting from a place of authenticity. 
Again, when we want to act in alignment with our higher self, with who we want to be, when we act from a place of authenticity, we wait to take action so that our actions can construct in our mind and in the material world what we really want. So Chitra, again, it's all about that construction. It's all about what we are building. Is what we are building truly aligned with us? Is it truly authentic to our higher power, to our higher being, to who we want to be? Because we don't want to construct something in life that's a byproduct of all the fears and all the wounds and all the damage and all of the hurt. That's not who we really are. Those are layers that have developed over us through painful experience, but it's not who we really are at our core. So when we become very mindful and we watch those situations, right, that trigger a thought, that trigger an emotion, that is our cue to check in with ourselves. You know, is this thought distorted? Is this a limiting belief? Is this an idea or a concept that has been instilled in me through some type of painful event? So it's about taking that time to pause. And it's not like, again, I don't want you guys to think that it's just like a simple thing because we are talking about neural pathways in the brain. And it takes a lot of time to create new ones, but it's 100% possible. And that's the beauty of it. When we're working with things like this, when we're working with behavioral patterns, um, how our thoughts and emotions turn into behavior, that's a completely adjustable thing, 100% adjustable. It's not something that is going to be the way that we are forever. The more that we practice, the more that we kind of drive a wedge between the feelings and the thoughts and then the behavior, right? I was saying to take that pause. The more often we take that pause, the stronger we become. And then before we know it, it's second nature. So before we know it, we start acting from that place of authenticity more often than not. And again, for those of you who are new to the concept of neural pathways, when we behave a certain way, a neural pathway is created. So a habit, for example, when you wake up in the morning and you make coffee, there's a neural pathway that you wake up in the morning, you make coffee. If you want to quit coffee, (laughs) you're going to wake up, you're gonna be like, Oh, man, I really want a cup of coffee, but you're not going to do it. The next day, it gets a little bit easier. The next day, it gets a little bit easier. You're carving out a new neural pathway. If you are prone to getting angry, like there's a stimulus and your first response is to get rageful. You start practicing that pause. I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to give myself three minutes. Next time it happens, I'm going to pause. I'm going to give myself three to five minutes. Over time, it gets easier and easier and easier so that you develop a new way of managing those feelings instead of just your knee-jerk kind of um, knee-jerk reaction to anger. So this is a huge, you know, concept in and of itself, but this is what I think of when I think of Chitra. This is the architect. And if we want to be an architect of our life, we have to be an architect of our thoughts and we have to be an architect of our feelings and how we manage these things. So notice what comes up. If anything has been happening, if there's been a way that you've been responding 
or reacting or there are feelings that have been driving your behavior, this could be a time to check in with yourself and maybe take some time to reflect on the last few times that you felt that you got emotionally hijacked (laughs) and you responded from a place of emotion. What situation happened? What thoughts were you having? What feelings were you having? And what did that cause you to do? And were you happy with the action that you took? You know, is there is there a way to modify that and to address that? In the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, it reminds us that when negative thoughts arise, we should replace them with positive thoughts. And this doesn't mean to bypass or to never be upset or to never be angry. But what it reminds us of is the power of polarity. And if we are feeling sad and depressed, if we listen to sad and depressing music and we watch sad and depressing movies, it's going to reinforce those feelings. But if we get ourselves moving, you know, we get ourselves moving the energy, we go for a walk, we talk to a friend, maybe we read something inspirational, it's going to help turn that mood a little bit. And really, when we think about Vedic philosophy, there's a lot of this power of polarity. And so I'm reminding everyone of this because when we're kind of reflecting on ourselves and we're thinking about those moments that we're like getting hijacked by feelings, if we add fuel to the fire (laughs) with music or with movies or with conversation or whatever, it's going to make it even bigger, which means we have even less control of ourselves. But if we move in the opposite direction, it kind of helps balance us out a little bit. It brings a little bit more harmony to things. And this is the the gunas, right? Rajas, tamas, and sattva. But we won't go into that today, but look it up if you're interested. So I hope that all of that made sense. I hope that it was helpful. And the full moon is always a time of releasing and letting go. So if there is anything that you're wanting to release and let go of, if it's something physical, relational, tangible, intangible, a thought process, you know, regret, it's an opportunity to release it and let it go. And because this full moon is so sweet and it's so full of devotion and servitude and loyalty, it's a reminder to recommit to ourselves And showing up for ourselves and even offering that grace to people in our lives. If people mess up, if people get hijacked, if people get, you know, if people are in this place of kind of acting from an inauthentic space of the heart sometimes. Remembering to hold that compassion for them too. Because we are in this season where Rahu is in Aries and Ketu is in Libra. And as more planets move into Aries, we may kind of have this sense of focusing on the self and focusing on the individual, you know, focusing on me and I, which again, there's a time for that. It's definitely still that opportunity to take up space, to let yourself shine and maintaining that balance and harmony by remembering the other, creating space for the other and holding that compassion. So let's go ahead and look at the rest of the night sky. So 
For this full moon, again on April 16th, the moon is with K2, and it's also being aspected by Saturn. This is a very austere energy. It is incredibly spiritual. We may feel the desire to pull away. We may feel the desire to isolate. It is a fantastic time for spiritual practice, as I was mentioning. Um, On the day, on the full moon, it's a good day to begin a journey. It's a good day to conceive as well if you're trying to conceive, to get married. It's also, as I mentioned, good for new clothes or jewelry. And because it has this hint of austerity, If you feel the urge to turn inwards, let yourself, let yourself kind of pull back. And it is, you know, it may bring up some anxiety. It may stir up some deep emotion and it may stir up some restlessness. And so if that anxiety or restlessness or whatever comes up, it's that opportunity to kind of pause before acting (laughs) and We have multiple planets in Aries, which we already have discussed. I spoke to this thoroughly on the April horoscope. Mars and Venus are in Aquarius. And so there is still this really passionate energy for romantic endeavors. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of excitement. I do want to say to be mindful of rose-colored glasses or over-romanticizing things at this time, trying to be pragmatic, trying to see things clearly. And in a global sense, you know, this is a time where I think that humanitarian efforts are going to be at the forefront. Aquarius is all about the people and it's about revolution and it's about coming together. And in the nakshatra of Shadabisha, it's all about healing. But, you know, this nakshatra also has a lot to do with addiction and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a time where if we are feeling called to substance, you know, especially if we were like sober and been sober, trying to even more so resist that lane of opportunity. If we are just being mindful with intoxicants, being especially mindful now, it's a time to lean into healing. So it's the opportunity to heal ourselves, to heal relationships, to heal connections. And again, in a global sense, I think that we will really be striving for that. And there are going to be a lot of people wanting that, wanting to heal, wanting to bring the focus to humanitarian efforts and to what is happening around the globe. So I do think that this will be a focal point as well. And Jupiter and Saturn. You know, Jupiter and Saturn right now, their position is very interesting because wherever Jupiter and Saturn are both aspecting, this becomes a point of manifestation. And they are both aspecting Pisces because Jupiter is in Pisces by this time. Saturn is aspecting Pisces. Both planets are also aspecting Cancer. Both of these are water signs. Both of these are signs of spirituality. So it really is a time of deep spiritual awareness and deep spiritual awakening and you know it's also this time where we when I think about cancer I think about land property I also think of the homeland 
And then we've talked about Pisces quite a bit on this podcast. It's like liberation and moksha, but it's also the ending of things. So as I see both of these planets, only for a short time, right? Saturn's not going to be here much longer. But for the period that Saturn is in Capricorn, which it will be back in July, I do see this emphasis on the homeland, on maybe even feeling more patriotism. And this could be around the globe, people feeling more connected to their homeland, more even concerned with their homeland, wanting to figure things out for the country that they're in. And in our own personal lives, it could certainly show this focus on home, focus on the people close to us, maybe even focus on neighbors, perhaps. And with this emphasis on Pisces, it's a wonderful time to expand our knowledge spiritually, philosophically, to develop a daily spiritual practice. And again, Saturn will move into Aquarius very shortly, but for the time being, it is something to think about. And so that is what I have for our full moon forecast. It's an opportunity to release and let go as always, to look at what we are building and constructing in our lives with our daily habits, checking in, seeing how much of that is influenced by big thoughts and feelings and trying to make sure it's from a place of authenticity. And of course, if you're wanting to redecorate or make something beautiful, make jewelry, buy clothes, it's also a wonderful wonderful time for these things. So I hope that you have a wonderful full moon. Happy Hanuman Jayati. And on April the 10th, if you hear this in time, this is also Ram's appearance day as well. So we have an exciting month, lots to look forward to. And I hope to hear from you all very soon. If you would like to have more podcasts in your week, I do have a Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, where I do weekly horoscopes. So I talk about how the transits may impact you personally. Again, that's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. My Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga. And I think that that's all. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much.